Hello, this is Tom Williams, and you are listening to Talk Theater in Chicago's Interview Podcast. My guest this week is one of Chicago's leading men in musical theater, Larry Adams. Hello, Larry. Hello, Tom. How are you? Great. Good. Tell us about 42nd Street at Theater at the Center, where you are playing Julian Marsh, the the, the mean, tough detec- uh, uh, director of the show. Uh, and, uh, it's a fantastic show. We've got a bunch of young kids who are terrific dancers, and um, I have uh, Paula Scrifano uh, as one of my uh, antagonists, and she's fantastic. Uh, a new uh, performer, well, not very new, but uh, certainly getting an opportunity is Nicole Miller in the role of Peggy Sawyer, and she's uh, doing a terrific job. She's really wonderful. And, of course, we have Dale Benson. Uh, oh, you know, yeah. Dale uh, is, you know, an icon in the city. So he's he's great too. And um, Amy Brophy and Tom Moore, both wonderful performers. It's a it's a great show, and we're having a great time doing it. For the five or six people in the world who don't know about Forty Second Street, give us a little capsule. I know it's the Broadway fable. Well, you know, it's it's uh, based on that nineteen thirty three movie Ruby Keeler, and um, it's uh, basically a down and out director who's. Uh, Lost quite a bit of money, and he has an opportunity to uh, to get this uh, show up. He has a backer by the name of Abner Dillon, uh, uh, who's backing the show, and he gets another chance. He's going to name of the show is Pretty Lady, and um, the only uh, hitch is that in order to get the backer's money, he has to hire um, uh, his girlfriend, uh, who's Dorothy Brock, and. and uh, a star of, of years past, and yeah, she's an old, an old, uh, almost a Victorian era or certain Edwardian era mm, star, right? right? Right. Well, she, uh, she still has the goods, and um, so he has agreed to that, uh, and he's banking uh, his entire reputation on this show, and uh, they go into rehearsals, and uh, the incident happens where Dorothy gets injured and she uh, she breaks an ankle and, and the girl in the chorus uh, Peggy Sawyer who uh, is trying to get into the, the chorus early in the show and, and, and eventually uh, Marsh sees her dancing and, and offers her a job and she gets the opportunity to be a, a star yeah and uh, that's kind of it's kind of the one of the original Broadway fables. Oh, every sure, every sure. girl who auditions for a show thinks she's going to be the next Dorothy Sawyer. Well, um, certainly. I mean, everybody gets into the business wanting to uh, do great work and uh, be noticed. And uh, this is certainly something that uh, young performers and people in general can relate to. What I like about your uh, your take on Julian Marsh, I've seen a lot of people play him as a real shrill, mean, kind of a heartless guy. But uh, you didn't play him that way. You you played him as tough, but but you played him as a guy that that has heart. Well, uh, as every performer does, I think they they bring a little bit of themselves to everything that they do, and it's it's sort of difficult not to bring a part of uh, yourself. And uh, you know, I like to think of myself as a fairly compassionate person. So, I mean, sometimes that uh, that comes through, no matter how uh, difficult I might want to be in a particular role. But, yeah, I, I, he just loves theater. This guy just loves the business. And yeah, that his, comes his, true. And it's, um, he wants 
he wants this in the worst way, and and that's his that's his first love, and uh, it takes priority over everything. But he also has a heart for the kids who who knock themselves out to to make these shows. And you show a, a vulnerability to it. As, as much as he's got this stiff upper lip, and we're gonna do it no matter what. Uh, you could see a little bit of uh, worry in him. Well, certainly, this is his. Uh, this is sort of his last shot, you know. Um, uh, at least in his mind, at that time, uh, you know, he's lost a considerable amount of money in the stock market. It's the depression, obviously. Uh, I should have mentioned that earlier, but uh, 1933. It's um, a very difficult time, you know, and he. He really feels he has to make this show work. Yeah, and what I get a kick out of it is those uh, those motivational speeches where, particularly when, when uh, Dorothy has to take over the show, she's got, what, six songs, 30 pages? No, when Peggy, uh, when yeah, Peggy, Peggy has Peggy, to take, yeah, yeah, take over the yeah. show. Yeah, right, right. She has uh, just 25 pages, uh, six songs, and 10 dance routines to learn, and, you know, by 8.30 tomorrow night, it's been 36 hours. But, um, yeah, it's it, it can border on campy in a way but it, it's uh well, you it's, guys, it's a charming campy yeah, kind of it thing. Is yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah you kind yeah. of like without doing it you're kind of winking to the audience right yeah. certainly yeah yeah, yeah. It, it it has that uh you know that uh this is it you know you you're we got to get this done and what makes the show go in my view is two things one is the comedy paula is fantastic absolutely yeah. she's and one of our one of our best. And some of the hokey uh, uh, lyrics and, and funny lines are delivered so well by, by several people in the cast. Yeah, it's a very clever uh, script. And um, it's rapid fire. I think that's what we uh, we work toward. You know, If you look at those movies from the 1930s, the dialogue is uh, very crisp and very snappy. And, and and that's what you want to have in a show like this. It's not uh, we're not doing Chekhov here. Yeah, uh, we're 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 trying to keep it moving and trying to, uh, you know, tell the story, but but do it in a in, in a very stylized and um, and fun way. Well, ultimately, it's in my view, it's the greatest tap show ever. Oh, I mean, there's some great yeah. ones, but there's nothing. Yeah. No show has as many great dance numbers and tap numbers as this one. Well, the opening number of 42nd Street is, you know, it's iconic. It probably is one of the greatest openings of all musical theater. I saw it on Broadway years and years ago when I was, uh, I think I might have been two. <laughs> no, I, but, um, I saw it with Jerry Orbach. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And, um, when the curtain goes up slightly, and, on that proscenium stage, and you just see all those tapping feet, and uh, it's it's pretty exciting to see. I mean, and um, you know, we have sort of a thrust at uh, theater at the center, but they uh, they do a great job. In, yeah, in the show off with the bang with the with the thrust. But I was trying to figure out how they were going to do that opening with the curtain, but they figured out a way. Well, I think they did a great job with the set. I think yeah. Jack McGaw did a terrific job with um, the design. And it gives the sense of a proscenium stage, and we play up, and we uh, have those moments uh, where you're sort of playing in a proscenium, and then, of course, the moments when you have to spread it out all over the stage, down in the thrust, and, and you know, it works very, very well, I think. I think Linda did a terrific job on the choreography. Oh, she's Staying true to the Gower so champion, but mm -hmm. putting those little touches. 
and making it work with the proceeding. But that's hard because yeah. you're kind of dancing and playing the three sides. Yeah. Well, Linda's terrific. She did an absolutely wonderful job. And, uh, again, a lot of choreography is uh, storytelling as well. And, um, you know, going to your dance, uh, it just uh, really captures the enthusiasm and excitement of, of, of possibility. Yeah. And we had talked uh, before we went on the air, we had talked about uh, the young dancers. Uh, I'm pretty familiar with, with uh, a lot of the established dancers in town. And uh, with all the shows, there, there was a need for some new ones. So Bill came up with some of these young kids who were fantastic. Well, I'm always amazed by what is coming out of uh, universities and, you know, conservatories. Uh, the training nowadays is exceptional. And, um, you know, in places that, uh, you know, when you think of uh, Cincinnati Conservatory Music or Michigan or Carnegie Mellon, but, you know, places like Western Illinois University and Millican you know, in yeah. uh, all states, yeah, yeah. of course, Northwestern is yeah. with that uh, group. Um, and the training is just excellent. I mean, I, I'm i blown away by the ability of these young kids. And they can sing the, some of the harmonies. Yeah, I'm telling you, was, great. Wasn't it terrific? This cast, uh, one of the things I really enjoyed was uh, the fact that uh, not only are they dancers, but the sound of the ensemble is very, very strong. The guys, the girls, I mean, they just really are fine singers as well. Yeah, and it, it comes across. It, uh, theater at the center should be proud of you. should be proud of the show because I thought it, it was pretty close to the last national tour, which was pretty awesome that came through town. Yeah, well, you know. Considering the difference in budget. Uh, absolutely. But I dance-wise, these yeah. kids, there aren't as many of them as in the tour, but they can dance. Well, a lot of these kids will end up in the tour mm-hmm. if it keeps going. Absolutely. Well, that's, you know, that's the direction they're all headed. But, um, yeah, uh, I couldn't agree more. And given, uh, you know, budgetary constraints, uh, a lot of the a lot of the shows you see down at Theater Center are, are terrific shows. I mean, it's 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 hard in the business. You know, not only uh, you know businesses all around the country, but you know, obviously that affects the theater as well. Yeah. And um, but to be able to pull off a, a big scale uh, extravaganza like Forty Second Street, mm-hmm. Bill had to find some. Yeah. Some non-equity kids who were who were of the yeah. same caliber, and these kids are all going to be equity. Absolutely, yeah. you know. And Tom Underwood deserves a lot of credit too. I mean, you know, he doesn't have a huge pit. He's got about five, six instruments back there, and uh, but the he sound makes was terrific. Exactly, they uh, they make a great sound, and because this is such a brassy show, yeah. such a um, you know, uh, you know, a big show. And that needs a big sound in the from the pit. Uh, you know they deserve a lot of credit for for coming up with that. Yeah, most of us like myself. It's one of my favorite shows, so I kind of know it. I, I even know a lot of your dialogue. Oh, uh, yeah, you know, we've seen the show. probably better than I do actually <laughs> at times. <laughs> but uh, it 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 the sound came off as authentic. It sounded yeah. like you had twenty five people in. The yeah, pit. It, yeah, it's great. You know that it usually if you get um, a fairly good sized orchestra in that space uh it'll sound it'll sound good i mean um you know some houses need a lot more musicians in this particular house it's a about 400 seat house uh you know you can make a lot of sound and if the design is good which it which it is um it, it sounds rich yeah and and bill has a sense of that because because 
because he goes way back. That's Bill Polinsky, the director mm-hmm, of the yes. show. Oh, yeah. And Bill is to be honored because there's only about two guys in town. He's one of them. The other one is uh, Rudy Hogan-Miller up at Light Opera, who right. we know very well, who don't reinterpret shows. They do the shows as classic as they can. Right. I've you know worked at LOW quite a bit in my career, and, uh, yeah, Rudy absolutely is, is true to that uh that form, you know, they want to do shows uh, the way that they were first produced on Broadway, and Bill does too. I mean, he's been around for you know a long while, and he's seen and done a lot of musical theater in his career. You know, so he he knows uh, what works. I mean, he sits out there and he watches the shows, and I, you know, he when you have that kind of experience of just observing things throughout your career, you. Um, you know what works, and you know what doesn't work. Well, at this time, uh, since he started so young, he may be among the top five or six in the United States in, in terms of, of a person who has uh, produced and directed musical theater. Well, I mean, a few years ago, I think he celebrated, I believe it was his 50th anniversary in theater. Yeah, so, it's over 50 now, I know. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's pretty astounding. I mean, to be doing... Yeah. that for that many years. How is he as a director? Cause, because I hear nothing but glowing, and I hear the negatives if a guy's bad, too. You know, you well, you it. know what? Bill Bill does the thing that I, I really appreciate, and that is he hires people that he trusts, and he lets them do their jobs. And he will give notes. If he sees something that's not working for him, he will, he will tell you, and you'll you know, you'll make the changes and uh, and see how they work. And, and sometimes it'll be give and take, and you'll say, "Well, I don't really want to do that. Can I try this or whatever?" But you know, he's very open to um, collaboration. And you know, when you're working with somebody like Paula Scrifano, I mean, yeah, you know, or she awesome I mean, and just sort of <laughs> you can just let Paula go. Yeah, and, you know, she doesn't need. A whole so lot you're of saying uh, he's, you know spoon feeding, shall right. we say? So you you would say Bill Polinsky is a uh, an actor's director? Yeah, I mean I think uh, Bill really uh, he he knows what the big picture, what he wants, and he gets the people, he hires the people that he thinks can do the job, and um, you know, and the other thing that I love about Bill is he's an incredibly loyal guy. Yes, I mean, he is, and uh, and boy, you know, there's a lot then, to say for that. Uh, there's more than a lot to yeah. say for that. I mean, I think he is—he's uh, just—he's uh, a great guy. I, I, but I, we know—I noticed that in in musical theater in this town, there's a lot of loyalty. And I know that the kids breaking in say, "Oh my God, they hire the same people over again." And I tell them, I'll say, "That'll be good once you're one of those." That's absolutely. And right. you wait your turn. You get in mm-hmm. there, pay your dues because the loyalty is. I th- I respect loyalty absolutely. Very much, yeah, yeah, I do too. And uh, you know, somebody like Nicole uh, Miller, who has been around for a while, and she's done uh, a lot of ensemble work, and and is a wonderful, wonderful performer. You know, Bill will take a chance on somebody like that. He will. Um, he really will just give opportunities to people that maybe somebody. Else would not, and and, but and Rudy's pay- Rudy's the right. same way. He will find people and um and give them those opportunities. And I've seen a couple of shows. I mean, Natalie Ford is a friend of mine, and, mm-hmm. and Natalie, Natalie um, you know, had 
was given great opportunities with Rudy, and she ran with them, and and you know, people just uh, adored her as a performer. So and I mean, now she's working all over town. Yeah, she's yeah. Uh, she's terrific. So last thing on Forty Second Street, it runs till. Uh, October 21st. October 21st at Theater at the Center. And let's dispel one myth. People say, oh, my God, Munster, Indiana. Well, from the center of Chicago, it's closer than Marriott. And everybody goes to Marriott. Right. So don't right. be afraid. That it's is... just it's just going. So, and now with the roads all, mm-hmm. all, all the repair work done last Sunday night, it took us like a half hour to get there. That is one of the great... Uh deceptions about theater centers that uh you know it's it's in the boondock someplace i mean um you're about a mile and a half into indiana uh, yeah it's it's really not that difficult to get to and um you know it's just uh it's a great place to work i've worked there quite a bit i enjoy the vibe if you will out there i really enjoy the fact that it's very relaxed atmosphere and the um just get the work done, and you know the audiences are good. They're, they're kind of a conservative audience, but they, but they know quality. Then, well, you know, Jim Harms and I did La Cage Fall there yes, a few did. years yeah. ago, and, uh, and you I know, thought we that thought, was, we yeah. thought that maybe you know this might be too much for the uh, for the Munster crowd, but you know what? They ate it up with a spoon. It was um, they loved it. They loved it. It was one of the most exciting shows that I did out there, as far as. The audience just completely and utterly being involved in it, and, uh, and I got that feeling it. on opening night. But again, oh, you know, there's yeah, a lot so of they loved it. Yeah. They loved it. It was, you know, and so you know, as they say, looks can be deceiving. Yeah, yeah, and and it, it says a lot for quality show. Yes, too. it yeah. certainly does. Yeah. And since Bill has run that place, it's certainly the quality's been up. Absolutely. Well, Michael Weber did a great job. Yes, he you did. know, getting getting it. Sent in the right direction, I think. And, well, he's um, doing that with Porchlight yes, now. Yes, he is. Yeah. He is. And um, so, you know, yes, Bill is, has carried that, and he's uh, putting his stamp on it. And, uh, you know, the fact that Theater Center is still a thriving theater, that's the most important thing. We have to keep our theaters in this in this yeah. city and uh, keep them uh, vibrant well, and, we gotta and, get, and healthy. we got to keep uh, Paramount going, too, out in Aurora. Absolutely. So Absolutely. there's enough place for you guys to, to work. Well, that is that is the thing. Yeah. Well, congratulations on, on well, 40 Seconds. I know it got Jeff recommended. And, no, thanks, and, Tom. Uh, uh, who knows? Yeah, we're, we're, ex- I mean, we're excited about, uh, about just going to work, you know what I mean? Okay, now, one of the things... You have such a career of being a leading man, but you're one of the few people that I know that's had a major role in both Phantoms. Talk about that. Right. Well, you know, I, I toured uh, Weber's Phantom of the Opera for many years, probably seven years. And uh, Oh, you toured for that long? Yeah. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that. Very long time. Um, you know, my son was born, and I needed to uh, get out there and make a living, and Tours pay well, don't they? They do, and and you know it's always that um, sort of double-edged sword. You know, you you want to make a living, but uh, in the end, you you need to artistically be alive as well. So, um, you know, I stayed out, uh, you know, for a while. But when I got back to Chicago, I I, um, you know, I these have been the best uh, years of my career. I mean, the last ten years or so. I mean, I. I've just loved uh, so much of what I've had the opportunity to do in the city. Uh, just great, great shows and 
with great directors and and wonderful. But cast doing members. both fandoms, that's that's well, rare, you know, yeah. I, the Yeston Cop that yeah. I did uh, with Mark Robin years ago at the old that's Drury right. Lane Evergreen Park, yeah. and that was, um, and we had a great time doing that. That was fantastic, and um, and then uh, I did it at a theater center then a few years back with Johanna Mackenzie mm-hmm. Miller, and uh, you know, I love Johanna; she's fantastic too. So we we you know I've had great opportunities with uh, a lot of great people and um, I sound of music. Sound of music is uh, oh my gosh! What well, a great product! I can go on about that. Show and you know a lot of forever. people said why are they doing that again? Well, every five years you got to do all the classic shows so the next generation sees them. Well, but that production was it was, it was one production. of the most. I, I mean, I've seen it many many times. Yes. To me, it, it it's bulletproof. Right. But they brought it to another level out yeah, there. Yeah, well, Jen, Jennifer Blood and, and Patty Kohenauer and, you know, lots of friends, Ann McMahon and, you know, uh, just uh, you know, John Rieger and Paula had small roles. And, I mean, the cast was just uh, unbelievable. You, had you were leading, the captain, right? Yes. You had leading actors, you know, playing bit parts. And when you have that kind of quality on stage from top to bottom, it just creates a... Just, you know, it creates really a Broadway experience. Really right down there. Yes, and what it also points out to a, to a lot of people is two things. One, we talked about the loyalty. Absolutely. The second thing is that there, in Chicago, there aren't a lot of eagles. Because you go to L.A. or New York, and there's people, like you said, Paula and John and yourself, that would never take a, quote, bit part. But here in Chicago, it's all part of the, the work, right? Well, we, you know, we all need to work. We're all equity actors and, and that need to get our weeks and need to get our health insurance and our pensions and all those kinds of things, all the mundane things of life, but, uh, which are necessary. So, you know, we take jobs sometimes that, uh, where we're not the, you know, the star of the show. And I'm, to tell you the truth, I enjoy being on ensembles, uh, periodically as well. I mean, well, I. Well, that's what like, some of the other leading people have told me. Know, that they call it paid vacations. Well, you know, I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I, I would say that, um, that it's, it, it takes a little bit of the pressure off you and you're really able to, um, just sort of enjoy the ride sometimes a little, a little bit, uh, more. But it doesn't affect the egos, it seems like no. in this town because, I've noticed that in talking to uh, a lot of the actors I know, where they'll, where they'll go and they'll compete in, a, in an audition. But once, let's say they get the role, everyone backs them. And then if they, they don't right. get it, they go on opening night cheering for the person who got the role right. that they went for. Yeah, it's it's a great community. It really is. I mean, I, I'm very uh, happy to be a part of it. And um, it was interesting. I was in New York this past summer for five weeks doing a show there. And, yeah, tell um, us about that, the Hunchback Variation. Yeah, the Hunchback Variation. I did not was, see uh, that. So I, no, it was an amazing, amazing piece. It was uh, completely different from anything that I had done recently. It really harkened back to my days of doing, um, you know, more minimalist and um Was it a musical? Or? It, was, it was sort of a, I guess you could, it was a hybrid piece. It was sort of like, what is it? Is it an opera or is it a musical theater piece, you know? One of those kinds yeah. of pieces where you um, you don't label it per se. You just sort of go and enjoy it. Well, that's that's different from being the the suave leading man. Oh, yeah, it was play. great. I mean, I had a great prosthetic, and you know, I, was, I think I was wearing George Wolfe's prosthetic from <laughs> his hunchback here with the dentisty young hunchback oh, that he got oh, here, okay. which is uh, hysterical. But yeah. Uh, yeah, George and I had a great time, and you know, just when I was in New York, I I within the first week I 
for me, realized that coming back to Chicago all those years ago was, was the right move. It's what I wanted to do. It's where I wanted to be. I grew up in the city, and, uh, you know, this is my town. I mean, I really love Chicago. So, I mean, if I can work here and raise my kid here and, and you know, just enjoy this, this place, I mean, that's, that's where I wanted to be. It's amazing how many people come back. I remember Mike Nussbaum told me, Oh, when he toured with one of the Mammoth shows in New York, he couldn't mm-hmm. wait to get back. And I hear that a lot. Oh, sure. Sure. Well, I mean, it's, it's, Chicago's one of those places that has, um, pretty much everything that New York has, only less of it. Yeah. And, uh. Except in, except in, uh, I think dramatic, I think we have more good dramatic theater here, because there's more well, of a musical. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have, uh, you know, I, I mean, you go to New York. I mean, it's, in New York is amazing. Yeah. You, you, there's no denying it. it it, the energy and the vitality and and the the talent in that city. I mean, I, you know, I I wouldn't I'd be naive to say, oh, you know, it's only happening here. No, it's it's amazing what goes on in New York City. It just for me personally, for my um, you know, my my well being, my enjoyment of life. This is this is the place I wanted to be, and I'm I'm glad I'm back. To tell you the truth. Well, you've been you've been getting some some great roles. Uh, you were talking about uh. Light opera. Tell us about some of the experiences there, because you there. Well, and the lyric with your Mary Widow. Yeah, we yeah Gary Griffin, uh, his Mary Widow at at Lyric was able to be a part of that. That was that was a pretty amazing experience. It was it was. Um, and uh, you know LOW has been great to me over the years as well. And uh, the thing about Light Opera Works is is the fact that we have these full orchestras yes. that we're able to work with and. Um, you know, I got the chance to do South Pacific there uh, with, you know, 32 pieces. It was awesome. So, yeah. I mean, you know, it's Well, they talked about the national tour being so good because it had all the orchestra. Right. I said, well, just go right. to Evanston. The, right. It's, it's the, light opera. You know, I mean, there, there have been great shows, you know, um, just great shows. Uh, 110 in the Shade is yes. another favorite show of mine. Yes, um, mine love too. that score. And um, then my wife and I... Um, and Jesse Wright, we got to do uh, a little night music there as well. Natalie was in, and you know, that was amazing because that's kind of a chamber piece, but they made yeah, it a but full. It was the, yeah. it was the full orchestration. Yeah. I think it was twenty eight pieces yeah. there, and there wasn't a there wasn't an, a, a, an instrument missed in that score. I don't believe. I, Plus, I there was, it was a beautiful amazing. looking piece. Oh, yeah, it was gorgeous, yeah. just gorgeous. Kathy Lord. Was uh, Desiree and Kathy was so wonderful in that show and yeah so it, it uh, I've had great experiences at LOW I mean just uh, and all over the city I mean it's just been amazing I did you know, passionate Chicago shakes and a very very small uh, production but, but sh- I really thought that it that particular piece worked well in that kind of well I'll uh, tell setting. you that piece the first time around most of us thought it was a big bore didn't like it but what they did with it uh, at Chicago Shakes. Yeah. It great was, voices and just. It was great. It needed to be in a more intimate. It gets mm-hmm. lost in the big, right. in the big stage. Can't wait to see Sunday in the park. Yeah. It's coming up. That's yeah. uh, going to be great, I'm sure. Um, yeah, it's just the amount of theater in this town that, uh, just the quality is, is pretty astounding sometimes. In your career, have you played any dramatic roles? You know, I, I was looking for one in your you know, in your bio. It's really interesting, but uh, you know, I come from musical background. I I was a a voice major in college and uh, was going to be a music education teacher at one time. And I've thought at times about wanting to do more straight plays and things like that. But uh, I 
music is my first love. I mean, I, I well, love it, and that's that's really what um, floats my boat, so to speak. And uh, well, I plus, just, you're uh, at a point now where you're you're playing the leading man. You get all these great roles. Yeah, well, it just it's the it's the material. It's the music. I mean, to for me, uh, you know, when I'm on stage and we're having a scene, and the song comes everything just becomes elevated and that's that's what i love about the musical theater is that um when you can't speak anymore there's only one thing to do and that's sing that's true so what have you got coming up well i'm going to be doing um a concert uh, soon with my wife we'll be uh performing with the Park Ridge Symphony Orchestra, which is going to be fun we'll do a pops concert sort of a christmas concert kind of thing oh, there do you know where the dates are uh, that's going to be, I think, the beginning of November. Okay. I don't know exactly. I, I don't have the exact date. But, um, Where could they get information? Well, Park Ridge Symphony Orchestra Park, probably okay. you'd be okay. able to get information for that. And then um, and then I'm going to be uh, doing Sunset Boulevard at Drury Lane Theater uh, at the turn of the year. So, uh, what, what role? I'll be in the ensemble of that, okay. so, which I'm looking forward to because it's a great ensemble. I saw it at Marriott years yes. ago. Yes, remember it? Paula. Paula was in it, it. yes. And, um, yes. And John had a minor role. Yeah, yeah, he played played Max. He was fantastic. Um, But I remember that production and just uh, how wonderful it was, because I saw it on the West End as well, and um, it just registered even more uh, with me when I saw it at Marriott, believe it or not. I mean, but... um, I agree, yeah. It it was a great, great production with a great ensemble, and I remember, because I saw Susie McMonagle not too long ago, and she was part of that ensemble, and we were Mm -hmm. just talking about what a great ensemble uh, sunset is. Good stuff. I mean, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be great. And uh, Bill Ostek is directing, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, he's terrific. So, in the last couple of minutes, I always there's a couple of standard questions. What are some of the roles that you're dying to play that you haven't played? Well, that's a very interesting question, believe it or not, because uh, I've really been fortunate in my career, I have to say. I've... Um, yeah, you've played many of the great roles. Then. You know, um, uh, Rachel Rockwell has been so good to me over the years, uh, too. And she, uh, too, played Father in Ragtime and then mm-hmm. Duke on Trap and, you know, Sound of Music. You know, those are just two great, great pieces to have had the experience of doing. And Mark Robin, he hired me to do Sweeney Todd at Fulton Theater out in Pennsylvania, and that was I hate yet uh, to be there. But everybody that tells production. he hires a lot of Chicago people. Oh my gosh, it was an amazing production. They had eighteen in the pit in that place, and David Jeromo, my buddy, he played Judge Turpin, and we had just terrific, uh, terrific people uh, uh, in that company, and it was a great show. And then, of course, Rachel uh, did it here this past uh, year as well, and I got to be part of that ensemble and. You know, Night Music was a show that I'd always wanted to do, and I got the chance to do that. It's, uh, you know, I don't know, I guess maybe I wouldn't mind doing South Pacific again, or or um, maybe La Mancha. I've never done La Mancha. La Mancha, uh, yeah, I could see little, you doing it. A little, uh, maybe, I don't know, I wouldn't say I'm youngish, but uh, it just depends how it's cast. But uh, that's a show that... You know, that would be a possibility. And, and then there are, are... How about Fiddler? Oh gosh, I don't know if I'd cast myself as Teddy, yeah, but, but you know, I mean, you know, weirder things have happened. Maybe I, I don't know. But, well, they um, were they were casting uh, seniors for it, and we often wondered if they were on Viagra with all the, with all the kids. So, all right, I think you'd be just right for it. 
Right. I, I, you wouldn't I turn it down. Well, I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. There, there are a few roles. I, I, you know, I try to be a little, you know, a uh, self-critical when it comes to two roles that that uh, I might or might not see myself doing. But um, you know, there have been a few times in my career where I felt, uh, well, like Starbucks, for instance. I I felt like I just slipped under the under the wire in that mm-hmm. in that role at one time in the shade. I had a you know, it was just my opportunity to do yeah. it at that time, and right now, I, that's I still would, a definitive uh, production of that. In many, in my mind, in yeah, mind of many people, yeah. yeah, it was a fantastic show. So, uh, you know, I mean, they're probably out there someplace. Uh, you know, as I get older, you know, maybe I'll, who knows, play the wizard in uh, uh, in Wicked or whatever. You know, you know, as as that's those a good years, role. yes, it is. G- as, as those years come G- on, Elijah you know. made that famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I I put one foot in front of the other every day, and and just uh, last question. What advice would you give to uh, to young performers who are striving to make? They look. They see you in a role and they say, God, I want to do that. I want to get there. What advice would you give them? Well, I would say work hard, but I, I see these kids and I, they are working their butts off. So, I mean, you know, they've already gotten that advice. Um, I would say the biggest thing, the biggest thing is to have self-confidence and believe in yourself, believe in your ability uh, and if you believe in yourself, I think no matter what comes your way, good or bad, uh, as far as auditions are concerned, or opportunities or lack of opportunities, you know, you'll know if if it's something that's meant to be or not down the line. But um, first and foremost, you can't lose confidence. I think that's that's the main thing. Um, because uh, you can get uh, beaten down a little bit in this profession. And yeah, the rejection has got to be yeah. amazing. Yeah, And if you don't have uh, some sort of belief in yourself, I think that uh, that it gets to be a, a hard road. So that's that's the main thing I would tell young performers. Be confident and stay with it. Huh? Uh, absolutely. Well, congratulations. Uh, uh, thanks, you, Tom. You've given me some of the... Greatest moments in in uh, Chicago uh, oh, musical history. Thanks so much, Tom. I mean, I've enjoyed every minute of it. Folks, Larry's one of these guys. If you see Larry Adams on a show, go see it. <laughs> I can't remember a, a, a show that you were in that wasn't terrific. Well, you know, I worked with a lot of great people. You know, I mean, it's just that also helps. You know, and if they have faith in me to get the job done, I'm I'm really you know I'm pleased with that. And um, but when you have you know, great directors and music directors and, uh, you know, choreographers at the top of it all. You're, you're, you know, you're in good hands. Yeah, that's and for sure. And you, you feel like, yeah, this is going to get done. Well, thanks, Larry. This has been great. And folks, okay. remember, get out to 42nd Street in Munster. It is a toe-tapping, terrific show. And remember, see you play this week. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.